Welcome to Talk Wealth to Me, a safe space podcast where we chat about anything and everything related to personal finance. The information contained in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute as accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. And welcome to podcast number three of Talk Wealth to Me. I am Chase Peckham, Director of Community Outreach at the San Diego Financial Literacy Center. I am here with Katie Utterback and again, Felipe Aravalo. And this week, you guys, it this was a great interview. And I think that this is not only a great interview because it's funny and it's got a lot of humor, but it's got so much truth to it. And it's, and it's a conversation that most people don't have before they get pregnant or while they're thinking about having babies because, you know, most of us want babies. Most of us, when we're going through that time, when we're first married or we're going through that situation where we want to have a child, we don't think about what is the cost going to be? Katie, I know this is something for you where yeah. it is a thought to you. It is a thought. But for a lot of people, it's, man, it just happened and they're thrown into it, right? right. And you got to s- figure it out and you got to make adjustments. And let me tell you, I haven't been nervous about podcasting or really presenting and talking in general, but <laughs> you tell me you put my wife on here with me. Oh, that was a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, man, (laughs) I have to be on my best behavior. But the thing that was great about the interview is you're talking about two people that are in the financial industry that Mm -hmm. that do talk about this kind of stuff with you, you know, our listeners, people that call up and can uh, talk to Felipe about anything that is their personal financial situation. And yet it was great to listen to that he and Sarah in their real life that are going through these things every day, just like everybody else. Like you said, it's just an honest authenticity. It is. It, it, it was a, it was really fun to listen it's to. Over 20 years in the financial industry between the two of us. That, impressive. But <laughs> look, I mean, the thing that we we all find, and, and I'm guilty of it, we're all guilty of it, is we're still human. Absolutely. Right? And we do this for a living, and we know right from wrong, but that doesn't mean that we always make the right decisions. Money is, we were just talking about it. Money is still a, an emotional thing and, and it's, and money is about decisions. A budget is about making decisions. We don't always make the right ones. And it's a living thing. You got to adjust to it and it's got to adjust. And sometimes, you know, you're just going to have to make those adjustments whether you're ready or not. That's right. And sometimes those emotional decisions will turn out to be the best ones because you end and bad, but sometimes they will turn out to be the best ones because at that time it's what you needed. Uh, and I think in, that's why when we aren't all hardcore, you need to make this decision, this decision, this decision when we work with people one-on-one because everybody's situation is so uniquely different that you have to listen. You have to listen to people. And I think if you're listening to this podcast right now, do yourself a favor, stay through this interview because it is well, well worth it. It's very informative. It's also funny, even though I'm not in it. It's funny. <laughs> so here it is, Katie Utterback with Sarah Aravalo and our buddy Phil. So on this podcast, we're talking about the cost of having a baby. And I was reading an article from Business Insider, and it said that the cost of having a baby is a minimum $11,000 for just the delivery it's in insane. the United States. 
It is insane. But even more shocking than that, there was a study that was done, and most people that are actually expectant, there's between 25 to 36% of people who are expecting a baby, meaning you're already pregnant, they think that the cost of having a kid in the first year is between $1,000 and $5,000. That's all? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's maybe uh, first-time parents who, who might be thinking that and who may not have an idea of how much really it costs. I mean, that's just diapers and formula, if that. <laughs> well, and sometimes you think, oh, I'm not going to even need formula. My first, I didn't even want to put anything, baby formula, baby bottles, baby, any, like... I wanted to breastfeed and everything was going to be related to that, nothing dealing with formula. So I don't want to even think about the cost of that. Now, life changed and uh, I needed to go out and get formula and bottles and replacement uh, bottles and all that other fun stuff, which obviously adds up even more. Sure. So when you're, you guys have two kids Mm -hmm. and your littlest one is... How old? About nine months. About nine months. So you guys are really in the thick of this. How oh, much does a I baby have cost? Lots of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> lots of coffee today. <laughs> when you, when you guys were having kids, did you guys sit down and talk about a budget? Like, how much are we going <laughs> to spend on this kid in the first year? Yeah, to an extent, not necessarily down to the pennies, but definitely something where it's like, well, this is a little more expensive than groceries and and you can kind of guesstimate there's a little unknown to it all though even even if you're you've done it before even if you do this all the time uh you know is a little bit of an unknown but definitely you do want to sit down and try and see and make sure that there's room in your budget and make sure that i mean you don't always get to plan that way but ideally you want to have it planned out if if it's something that you're going to try and um we'll have to edit that out I I don't think that it's completely realistic to have a sit down budget because as much as you think 1000 to 5000, it's just reality is completely different. And my first was completely different than my second on, you know, my first, it was the baby was exactly on point with all the clothes. And then this one grows out through, he's like, grows like a weed where he's already in 12 months clothes and (laughs) not expecting. So there are certain things that, you know, diapers, yes, you kind of have an idea. But then when the baby actually comes, we went through, I want to say 20 diapers in a day. And it was, when, when did this happen? Like 20 diapers in a day, just one day. It seems like, yeah, you're just doing that all day. So how can you really plan for that? And then now he might go through five diapers in a day. So it changes on different things. Um, my other one, uh, my oldest, he didn't eat as much. This one, he just eats and eats and eats. So it's like different kind of things. Um, child care. Child care is completely different on that. That you can kind of have an estimate once you kind of look around. That kind of helps out. Sure. And let's just even take a step back pre-baby. There are certain steps that you can take when you're maybe planning on starting a family. I know, Sarah, you probably saved my own financial life. <laughs> she, she told me when you're getting married, it's highly likely that you want to have kids. You should probably start contributing to disability now. <laughs> Get the, what is it, a year you have to keep? You have to, um, you can't use it for a year from when you sign up. Yeah, saved me. Yeah, <laughs> what if it... You don't want you don't have it. It's not something you could just step out and, well, I'm going to go get that right now because it might be too late. 
And my first child, I did actually not know that, so I signed up for it. And I had just found out I was pregnant, and the insurance company said, unfortunately, you can't sign up for it at this point. Oh, my So my gosh. first one, I did not have it. This one, I was uh, way more planned for that. And just for the people that don't exactly know what we're talking about, we're talking about how much of your paycheck you get while you're on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. So if you're on maternity leave and you don't have that extra contribution through disability, you're getting how much? Of well, your- California, it's 60%. 60% of your um, your paycheck. Yeah, so it's definitely something where it's uh, having that 60% is, is nowhere near where it needs to be. But that you know supplemental disability is definitely something where it makes up that gap. Okay, so you have to plan that at least... You have to start contributing (laughs) (laughs) at least a year in advance. And then anything else that people need to think about expense wise before you actually you're pregnant. Prenatal vitamins. Is that? Yeah, I was I was mentioning earlier, you know, people think prenatal vitamins. Okay, that's 30 and a little thing. And then I'm going to drink. She is. I'm not drinking any of them. (laughs) (laughs) One a day. And then you think nine months there. But then you have to do the calculation. They want you to start this ideally before you get pregnant as you're trying. And then once you have the baby, you don't stop drinking them. you got to keep drinking them some more. And then there's the ones that you drop. And then there's like, you know, so it's you know, add, adding up. Of course, you can go find like deals, buy, stock up on them when they have a buy one, get one, 25% off deals. But, you know, it, it's little expenses. And, and those big ticket items, you know, you have big ticket items like, cribs uh car seats and strollers you know if you wait until you have the baby or or you're pregnant to start saving for them you know we tell people all the time when when you save for things you want to start as early as possible and the earlier you start the more time that'll give you the, the easier it'll make it for you to accomplish whatever your goals are if your goal is to buy a crib and a car seat and oh guess what you both drive you need two car seats and you need a stroller, but they'll grow out of it, and you'll need a different stroller in a few months. You know, those wait, wait, wait. bigger ticket items. A new stroller in a few months? Yeah, because the first one has a little basket thing that you carry, like it's it clicks into the car seat. Money. You <laughs> could buy one that grows with your child, uh, which might be a better option. But, you know, sometimes, um, you know, strollers are expensive. Like you go out and you get like a Bob stroller, or if you're a jogger and you need like a jogging stroller. That's a whole nother level of, like, I can't bring the stroller that we have hiking. Um, they got different baby carriers, the one facing out, one facing in, one we wear like a backpack. and So these are all separate carriers. It's not one carrier. They carri- have some that transform, <laughs> but at some point, you know, if you're going to go hiking, you can't wear the little forward-facing thing or the branches are going to be hitting your kid in the face the whole time. <laughs> And those <laughs> carriers can be $150. Yeah, you go to REI and get a nice hiking carrier that's good for your back, but they're not cheap. And are these items that are passed down in families or amongst friends? You definitely can. Baby showers? Yeah, the, definitely something where, you know, if you – I love hand-me-downs, especially with baby things. I mean, honestly, they're going to wear – some of the things the baby has worn, he wore them once, had some milk – didn't agree with them, put it on the shirt, basically threw it up, <laughs> and then, sorry, listeners, and then <laughs> washed it, didn't fit after that, and wore it once. So, and, and I, I think I've mentioned it to you, Katie, because Katie gets to sit next to me all day. Um, you know, it's frustrating. Like, you 
buy something, you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. It's going to look, oh, we, he wore it once. Um, so you definitely want to set up a, Sarah's the one who sets up a little system of, oh, look, that person has a baby, and now this person has a baby. And she just has me deliver things. Well, I think that it's helpful because I know how the babies grow so fast. So newborn clothes, they, if we were lucky, he got to wear them once before he was already on to the next thing. Felipe's well, family has... If, if you were lucky. Yeah. If I was lucky. See, wore Felipe's, them once. Mm-hmm. Felipe's family gave me a lot of newborn clothes and didn't like kind of like spread them out. So everything is newborn. Well, he was already almost past the newborn when he came home from the hospital. What? So yeah. then we get to the zero to three months clothes and then he got to wear them maybe once or twice because they're just gaining weight, gaining weight, gaining weight. So it's... You get to wear them, but not, sometimes it's only two times. Newborn, there was literally clothes that I put up, um, put away in a box, and it was already like, let's pass them over to your best friend, let's pass them over to my cousin, who thankfully were also having boys. Um, our best friend has been the, um, the retail store, uh, not the retail store, <laughs> uh, the, the uh, reused like a kind second, of uh, Like a used baby store. Yeah. Because you can go down there and get an outfit. It's cheap. He's going to wear it once or twice, and then it's not going to fit. Or you can go spend four times as much and get it new. He's going to wear it two times, and then it's not going to fit. So I'm actually a big fan of those because it's just the other kid probably wore it once or twice. And it's perfectly good clothes, and it's not like they're going to – it's not like babies move around or get things dirty. They just eat and sometimes spill on it, but that's pretty much it. And they just grow out of it. So it's not where they're like completely used. They probably only got to wear it once or twice. So why not share the wealth around? Yeah. We've used it. We've done it for um, car seats. Not car seats. Excuse me. Um, car seats expire. Yeah. Car seats expire. I don't Wait, recommend what? reusing Car seats those. have an expiration date. Right. So, <laughs> so be careful under- what you're <laughs> handing down. <laughs> now I'm trying to understand. So Nerd Wallet has a baby calculator on their website. And mm-hmm. you go through and you select which city you live in. And then it's yes or no questions, essentially. When you're feeding your kid, would you like to keep it simple or go deluxe organic? I tried this tool in preparation for today's show. It's estimated for me between my choices it's going to cost me between 47000 and 52000 dollars to have a baby just taking care of it for one year. That's crazy. <laughs> and I bet majority of that is childcare. Yes, Sarah. Childcare is talk so about that? expensive. So there was another study a lot of newborn parents think that diapers are going to be the biggest expense in the first year. Diapers in the first year will cost about $743. Daycare was the biggest expense, but the one that took people by surprise the most. Uh, you want to make sure that you're putting them with someone that you, you're trusting. You know, this is your everything that you might be putting into a stranger's hand. You want to go ahead and be willing to spend that extra money. Now, I'm not sp- saying to go spend $5,000 a month because that's just not realistic financially, but it is something that that is something that you want to spend the extra money with personally. And I do feel that. The added thing about childcare, though, is that's one of the few things you can plan ahead of time because you can start shopping child care i mean yeah some places fill up and you might not be able to get it when when you need it you know but that's something price wise you can start planning for ahead of time you don't have to wait for the baby to be there i mean you can start planning that as soon as you find out oh wow baby's coming what are we gonna do with the baby when you go back to work um we got lucky in our case we had my mom pseudo retire 
And because my brother and uh, sister-in-law were having a baby around the same time. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So my mom watches them. We still pay her, but not as much as we would pay a traditional childcare place. Plus, we didn't have to background check her. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> but you mentioned something about shopping around. Can we talk about that, too? Because it's not just with the cost of daycare, but it's also with insurance policies mm-hmm. and where you're actually going to deliver your kid. Yeah. Did you guys have to shop around and figure out which hospital or insurance plan would best we, meet your needs? Very. Uh, we were very thankful on our job giving having an amazing benefits on uh, health insurance. So w- the insurance that I currently have, I had two hospitals that I had the options going to. We went to one of the hospitals, and I did not like it. And I chose to go to the higher-end hospital. Either way, the price was going to be the same cost. So I went with the one that I felt more comfortable and one that I was going to be, you know, if I'm going to be doing all that, I want to be feeling comfortable and clean and comfortable with the doctors and nurses and things like that. So I did feel more comfortable at the one that we ended up delivering to. It's a little further drive, but it's about the same, (laughs) depending on traffic. But having that time to shop around, did that make a difference for you? When I first found out that I was pregnant, I just kind of randomly got a doctor. And I did not like that doctor. Um, So then I really went ahead and I sat down and started doing my research to make sure I found the right doctor. And I ended up falling in love with my doctor and... It definitely helped me just spending that time doing my due diligence. And I never realized how many times you have to go. (laughs) To the doctor. To the doctor, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Coming from someone who doesn't, I I like to try and avoid it as much as possible. You know, just going in there makes me nervous. um, It's that sterile smell. Yeah, it's that like white coat syndrome where you're like, (laughs) oh no, a doctor. And my blood pressure just goes up the (laughs) roof. Uh, yeah, sometimes I have to ask them, like, can we redo that? I'm just a little <laughs> nervous. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I never really, how many times you're going to have to go. And then later on in the pregnancy, you have to go again and again. And oh, I just want to just come back in a week or just come back in a couple weeks. And, you know, depending on your job situation, you might have to start missing work, especially as the, the non-pregnant partner, you know, you, that doesn't mean you get to, so you might have to miss work. You got to drive up there. There's that commuting cost. There's, you know, $4, $5, $10 worth of parking every time you go, depending on, you know, the parking situation there. And it all adds up. And not to mention that, I mean, our insurance, thankfully, we didn't have to pay per visit, but there's some insurances you have to pay every single time that you go see the doctor. Oh, so sure. imagine that being what, five, ten, twenty $20. Thankfully, we didn't have to pay every single time because for a while it was every six weeks and then it turned into once a month and then every two weeks and then twice a week. So it was like, and then at the very end, it was three times a week. Oh, so, so that would add up real quick. Yeah. If yeah. you had a $20 copay. Right. Exactly. Or even $5. Even $5, yeah. Because you're also still paying for parking and oh, gas, wow. time away, all and that as, stuff. Yeah, Felipe mentioned, you may have to take time off of work. You may not get paid. Exactly. And even speaking to that, are you having to be mindful of your sick and vacation time for when you do have the baby? Oh, once you have the baby, they take up all your sick and vacation time. (laughs) (laughs) I used to collect a lot of that, Katie. And and let me tell you, like, I'm looking at it like, wow, I never used up that much. And I haven't even gone on a trip. 
<laughs> I used to collect it so I can go on a, a week away somewhere. I don't know, D.C. a lot of times. But it, it was it was for fun. Now I use it. I mean, I have a day off coming off for a doctor's appointment for the baby. And then I have another day off in a couple of weeks to go to a farm. Yes, that's a kindergarten field trip, play, field trip <laughs> at a farm. <laughs> I was going to say, wh- where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a dairy farm, which I'm actually quite interested in now. And our oldest being in kindergarten, he's getting sick from all the kids at school. So then he's getting the baby sick. So it's just, yeah, sick time definitely is uh, something that you really don't expect. And so then how about doctor visits after baby's born? Um, is there now a copay for that? There, there is. is. There, It's a copay now. Thankfully, there's not as many and they start to you know, there was a couple there early on um, that that you go to the the first few months, but then after that, it's it's a three month inc- month increment, so it it's slowed down. And after having gone so many times during pregnancy, it just seems it doesn't seem that bad anymore. The amount of times that you go, but that that is a copay every single time you bring them to the doctor. Oh wow! So we're in California, in San Diego. Oftentimes, we're labeled as one of the most expensive states or cities to live in. Cost of having a baby, we rank number 11. Oh, wow. I know. We're not even, yeah. <laughs> not even in the top 10. I could try and get, take a shot at some of those top 10. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you guys have any guesses of top five most expensive states to have a baby? States? I would, I would say mm-hmm. New York first. It's actually not New York. Well, but it is in the top five. Okay. I know the top one. You, you mentioned it to me, so I won't guess. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll guess some of the other ones. Um Mm, not Florida. Texas? <laughs> Neither Florida or Texas. <laughs> Alaska is the most expensive state to have a baby currently in the United States. That's crazy. With insurance, it's almost eleven thousand dollars. Wow! Wow! With insurance? Yes. Wow. Yes. Without insurance, a vaginal birth is twenty thousand dollars. Oh my god! A C-section without insurance is nearly thirty thousand dollars. Oh wow! Any guesses for the five states where it's the most affordable to have a child in the United States? Um, Alabama. Alabama is the <laughs> cheapest state. <laughs> is it? Is it Sunbelt? <laughs> are they? Are they? I was just wondering if it's like regions. Obviously, Alaska. It's kind of all over the place. Oh, okay. Um, the top five most expensive. Alaska, New Jersey, New York, Wisconsin, and Massachusetts. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed a lot of those. I would have. Gu- I was gonna say Jersey. You were gonna say Jersey. I was going with the <laughs> New York, New Jersey, <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> but rounding out the most affordable states would be Arkansas, Utah, Louisiana, Nebraska, Rhode Island, and Alabama. Wow, That's interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah, it is kind of all over the place. It, yeah, it doesn't seem like doesn't there's seem a clean the correlation. pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I want to go to another topic, too, which would be diet and nutrition. We talked a little bit about the prenatal vitamins, but there are a lot of foods. I was looking at the list of foods you can't eat <laughs> when you're pregnant. Correct. And just to add to that, I had gestational diabetes with both pregnancies, so I had to eat... Um, 
add even more things that I was not able to eat. And is that an additional cost? Do you have additional medications or anything that there you have to do? There was additional medications that I had to take. Um, I had to get uh, one of those sugar testers. I had to, so that, buying the machine, buying the testers. That's expensive is those strips. Those oh, strips those were crazy expensive. Are very expensive. And Even that's, with insurance. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. That was probably the most surprising charge when they told me the uh, total cost at the pharmacy. I said, can you run my insurance again? Because that cannot be correct. It, it just surprised me. Yeah. The first time I picked them up for her, they're like, you realize there's a copay? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I know there's, a, there's always a copay. Like, do you know what the copay is? Five dollars? Like, <laughs> that's what all my other copays are. I don't know. These aren't generic. So maybe a 20? No, it was, I want to say it was $90. Just for the test strips? Just strips, for yeah. um, a set of three months? A set of three months. So it was about 30, so it's not horrible, but that's a lot. Or mm-hmm. No, for a set of 90, and sometimes you check yourself a lot more than you once a day. four times a day. So they go quick. And I became friends with all the people at Walgreens. Like, hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and those test strips, correct me if I'm wrong, they expire. They do. They do. So it's not like you can save like them safe. from pregnancy number one and use <laughs> it in no. pregnancy number two. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And just to clarify, those numbers we were talking about before for having a baby in all those states, that's with having zero complications. Perfect, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Not having gestational diabetes. Well, some of the other ones. Not having the umbilical cord positioning be off. Mm-hmm. Any insight? As <laughs> it, it, It's something where... You know, life happens, and I always like, I, when I present, I like to tell people, life happens, and having a baby is no different. It's not going to work out like you planned it all the time. I, I always laugh when people are like, I have a plan. It's going to go like this, like this, and like this, and like, <laughs> good luck. Um, you know, because even when you think you have a plan, you know, things can go a little sideways, and then we planned for the gestational diabetes. There's been very few times in my life when I ate that healthy. Um, <laughs> when he <laughs> ate so many vegetables. Lots of vegetables. Surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of vegetables. I had to. Um, I wasn't, you know, wasn't going to feed them to her. And then mostly my, my five-year-old. I'm like, hey, you forgot your broccoli. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> Silly me. Let me go back and grab some. <laughs> and I think it was definitely hard for the five-year-old not having the ice cream, the cookies, the chips all in our house. Sure. Because it was hard on me. So if I didn't see it, then it was easier for me. So, so yeah, you got to go get those healthy veggies. You got to go cook fresh. You know, can't just microwave our food all the time. Um, what? No hot pockets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, became, it it is an added expense to make a more conscious... Uh, decision when you're out grocery shopping and maybe you go to a different grocery store. Maybe you end up uh, buying higher-end deli meats or things like that because, you, oh, wow, I'm not going to feed – I don't know what's in that. You know, I can't pronounce half the things in there. So, And the deli meats, it, it's not something that you're supposed to even be eating because of all the, the processed things. So unless it's completely heated to a certain temperature, you can't have certain cheeses. So you have to be conscious of that when you're purchasing the different wow. things. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to have to just get my fill of sandwiches or something. Yeah, you got to get started. <laughs> no more Subways. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So maybe you guys can help us, people like me, who want to have a family one day, but are maybe just 
a little bit in sticker shock at the cost of having a kid. It seems like there are some things that are not necessary. Like you don't need to get the nicest stroller. It may help, especially since you have to get a new one every three months or so, it <laughs> sounds like. But with toys and clothing or any other aspect of having a kid, are there areas where you don't maybe need to spend as much as society would maybe lead you to believe? So what I was told when I was pregnant with my first one is anything that you get from your baby shower, return it and just buy baby diapers, baby formula, and clothes as you need it. And I was like, oh, you're so silly. I need all the brand new stuff. First time mom, you know, I need everything. I need the diaper warmer or the wipe warmer. I need everything. And in a way, thinking back, he was kind of right when he told me that. It doesn't necessarily mean return every single thing. But it is something where you don't necessarily need you got to think about the needs and the wants. And the baby's not going to remember, oh, my gosh, you didn't get him the the baby toys at newborn <laughs> stage? There are some things that you can hand create different yeah, things. Yeah, and it's something where it's like I see people buying like, ooh, my newborn has the brand new um, – Gucci bottles. Gucci bottles or something. There or is something this a real thing? This is that a is real thing. That is a real thing oh I saw gosh. on TV. I watched it's, it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the it's definitely sucks. something where, or even like ooh, I bought him a new pair of uh, Jordans or something like that and it's like the baby doesn't need it the baby doesn't walk uh, so that's more for the parents it's things where you might be able to a plain white onesie and he's going to wear it for five minutes and you have to put him in another plain white onesie um, so they don't necessarily you don't have to go out and get the brand name onesies because the baby doesn't care and babies are cute in pictures regardless of what they're wearing. So, um, you know, plus they usually have like a little bib on them because they've been eating or something. So it, it, not necessarily buying the higher end things. Obviously, when it comes to something like a car seat being a, a bit of a maybe overprotective uh, person who's always nervous about safety. Yeah, maybe that's somewhere where you might <laughs> reach up a little higher than than you would on you know you're not gonna go budget car seat necessarily if you don't have to but on something like clothes on something that's not safety related um and always keep an eye out for recalls there's always recalls on baby things always there's a database you can sign up for i think so there's plus there's a twitter oh yeah i just subscribed to it but i don't remember the handle okay (laughs) we can put that in our show notes yeah exactly (laughs) Is there anything else, you guys, about having a baby, like the cost that maybe caught you off guard or just, I don't know, for people like me in sticker shock? Basically, Katie's (laughs) saying, warn me now. (laughs) Warn me now. I just think that it's, you know, it's never too... It's funny hearing couples say, you know what, we're not ready for babies financially. And I just think that if you are being realistic about it and you start kind of like really looking at things you can be prepared you're never really going to be 100 percent prepared financially i think it's sure. just kind of get yourself aware of the situation um start looking at diapers costs and formula and see how much there's great things subscribe and sca- save we do that with baby formulas to try to save up some money oh okay um so you know they do that with diapers there's different ways target always has things where if you buy 75 dollars, you get a 15 dollar gift card and it seems like silly but you're going to end up spending on it so it's you know that's definitely helpful but 
I think the fact that the babies grow so fast was really eye-opening on how often you're really buying clothes. And it's not something where once when they're a baby, it actually continues on. And instead of just they're growing, it's they're growing and also they're wearing them down. Uh, the five-year-old, he's always coming home with ripped jeans. So you're constantly buying clothes, whether because they've outgrown them or they've ripped them or they've stained them or colored on them you know <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's just never changes on that it's it's a constant evolving thing and not not just the baby but the whole lifestyle of having a baby and you know uh budget for some extra coffee here and there um for those sleepless nights but you know i, I think you can you can definitely do some you can definitely plan for it you can definitely sit down and try and create that extra room in your budget um, you know, we didn't even go over what if, uh, someone has to move because all of a sudden the place they're at isn't big enough once the baby gets older. Oh, sure. Um, you we know, definitely need two bathrooms. That's for sure. Yeah. Once the, <laughs> once you get little ones using the bathroom, they take forever. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, are you done, buddy? I, I'm working on it. Okay. And, you know, but you know, I, I have a buddy who's my best friend. He's six, five. So he needs to scoot his smaller car uh, his driver's seat as far back as he can. Uh, I know you're married to your My husband, husband is six, five. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> you know, it's something where maybe that backwards facing car seat doesn't fit behind their back seat. Um, that's a good you know, point. So are you going to have to, you know, get a bigger vehicle, maybe a small SUV or, or a bigger car because all of a sudden the car seats don't fit back there. Um, you know, we went to Costco earlier and uh, uh, Chase asked me, he's like, you going to put that in your trunk? And I was like, oh no, there's a car seat back there and a stroller <laughs> and, and and there's no room for <laughs> for water in the trunk. And I was just, it's going to go in my, in my uh, shotgun seat on the way home. Um, you know, and, and it's just, it, it's, it's added expenses. It's fun though, Katie, you should go for it. <laughs> it, I mean, it's in my future. <laughs> I just, it's kind of one of those things like we were talking in our budgeting conversation mm-hmm. the other day. I just wanted to make sure that I was not <laughs> entering into something I couldn't afford. Right. No, it's, and it's smart to look into it. And, um, you know, obviously you can plan ahead, but sometimes it just happens and you weren't planning for it. And, and then, and then it's, it's a matter of adjusting to your budget. Uh, you know, there's needs versus wants and maybe you make, uh, you move things around because now you have this added expense ready or not here it comes. And, you know, in some situations it's not planned for and you still have to feed your baby. You still have to put your diapers on your baby. So what are you gonna do about it? And, and it comes to a point where you might have to make some tough decisions and say, you know, sorry, HBO, there you go. I think it'd be um, sorry, AJ, HBO <laughs> <has to> go. <laughs> you know, but there's there's those expenses that we say are wants that perhaps at some point become, or we say that are needs, but at some point may become wants because it's, you know, whether you're, you know, if, if the baby's coming, the baby's coming and you're going to have to make room for it in your budget one way or another. Um, you know, and if, and if you don't make those, sacrifices and you don't make those I hate to call them sacrifices but if you don't make those adjustments to your budget um it's going to be something where all of a sudden you're going to be over budget and and that's where people can get themselves into trouble 
So those expenses, once the baby's coming, the expenses are coming with it. Um, and, and, you know, it'll give you a few months to kind of prepare for the, the, the brunt of the storm. Uh, but, but you can, you can, as soon as you know, baby's coming, you, you need to sit down and have an honest conversation and say, all right, what do we need? What do we need to adjust? And, and how quickly can we do this? Do you kind of have a general timeline of, you know, that, and I, and I've had friends who, who, who's, um, last part of the pregnancy baby, baby might come early. And you better be prepared for that. And, you know, I've had friends who, who have had to, you know, leave work early, earlier than they expected. And that's added lost income because, you know, she can't go to work. The doctor says, you know what, you're done working. And, and then, then what do you do? So you always have to be prepared for the unexpected. But, you know, find deals uh, on the things you have to buy. You know, go to the used stores. Um, ask friends. That just ask have friends. Babies. Yeah, you know, friends have babies. You know, just say, hey, you know, can you save those for me? Um, especially if you find out that you're going to have a boy or a girl and your friend has a boy or a girl. Hey, and if not, there's those neutral color ones, all the white onesies. I'll take them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So if anybody has extra white onesies, Felipe and Sarah <laughs> would appreciate oh, yeah, exactly. it. <laughs> 12 month old now. I think <laughs> I'll pass them along. Don't worry. <laughs> I share the wealth. So I think that would be the biggest takeaway then is that don't get stuck on like the big price and just take it day by day. Figure out what exactly do you need in order for your baby to survive and for you to provide for your baby. But beyond that, and remember that 48000 is not going to be all at once. It's going to be spread out. So it's not going to be very overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> very overwhelming when you see the total cost, but it's not all at once. So that makes it a little bit easier to kind of handle. And you're absolutely right, because part of that cost, too, is factoring rent. And that's something that I'm going to continue to pay whether or not there's three people in right. my family or two. I may have to upgrade and get an extra bathroom. (laughs) All right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us on our show today. And Felipe and Sarah for being so open and honest about baby finances. (laughs) I hope it didn't scare you, Katie. Oh, no. I still want three kids. Oh, wow. You're brave. (laughs) (laughs) Two is is enough. I look forward to the baby dates. (laughs) Well, I always wanted three because I... I kind of grew up more with, like, three, and when it dropped to two, it was awful. Uh, like, when it was three, it was, like, more of a fun group kind of dynamic, and when it dropped to two, it was more of me versus you. versus you. me. Yeah. Wait, so, what you're saying it. is we should go for the third. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you too. <laughs> I'll start financially planning for this. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. <laughs> I told you. I told you guys. Katie, great job with Thanks, Sarah Jay. and Phil. Phil, you were amazing. Thank you. It, 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 it made me feel like when I was listening to that, it made me remember what it was like when the kids were really small. And, the, you know, the fact that when my son was born, we had everything from the booby buddy and all these the crazy warmers. warmers. <laughs> and with poor Avery, when we had Avery, nothing 
She got the second one gets nothing. <laughs> we literally had nothing. And it was funny because when we did the, you know, we barely had a shower for Avery the second time. And I remember we just, it was baby wipes and diapers. And, you know, we were really lucky that we, my wife breastfed very easily and we didn't need formulas, which for most people, that's not the case. We were really lucky that way. Um, but we just, it was less stuff. And it was more diapers that really helped us uh, get through all that. Yeah, it's it was it was a fun it was a fun interview. It, having I've been doing this for a while, and I use my wife as examples a lot of times during presentations when we're out there in the community, talking to youth, talking to military. <laughs> but having her sitting next to me is that, that was fun. It was different. Yeah, it was great. I hope I hope our listeners learned a lot from it, and I'm sure that we will have others coming back. In fact, I think there's going to be another podcast about as they grow up. Uh, because you, you can't wait until you don't have daycare anymore, uh, which which they touched on a little bit, and we'll talk about daycare in more future. But it doesn't get any cheaper, folks. Trust no. me, kids <laughs> do not. As the father right now of a an eleven, almost eleven year old, and a just turned nine year old, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of activities and stuff that uh, take the place of daycare. And if not the travel that goes with sport, oh, starting to see that we're going to talk. Yeah, well, little league's just the beginning, my friend. Yeah, you I wait know. till you start yeah. travel sports. I'm going to miss T-ball. Coming up next week, uh, it, it, this is going to be a great one. Uh, financial infidelity. Now, I think we all are familiar with what infidelity is, right? Hopefully, nobody that I know has to go through with it through that. Um, but I'm sure. Um, our listeners and they've all gone through that but what is financial infidelity now we in the financial world and what we do for a living we we, we hear about it we see it and see it all the time but we're going to talk to an expert about that coming up next week so don't miss it financial infidelity on podcast number four we'll see you next week